Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Be the girl kind of coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the morning with me and CJ. We're bringing down all things geopolitical, geostrategic, geoeconomic. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. The links will eventually all be in the description box. It is Rogue News in Exile. We will make our triumphant return March the 28th, but we're going to be coming back bigger and better than ever. There's some major changes ahead. Uh, we've been working on the background very, very diligently uh, on some things to make us absolutely immutable to censorship. And so even current platforms that we're using right now for even streaming technologies and things of that sort, what we're utilizing right now is uh, not the final product. I mean, everything that we're utilizing right now is just a transition. So we, we thank you all for bearing with us as we're transitioning out of this. So we're testing out some new technology. We're spending a shitload of money in, um, in figuring out what's going to work best for us. And we've come to a solution, and we're moving in that direction. Uh, we will be something very special in the, in the space. And once we have it all figured out, this is something that we could bring to every single channel. That faces decent. That faces um, censorship. That faces uh, the deletion and deplatforming of their content, their channel, and their work. So, hopefully, this is something that benefit the community. And we're not doing it for a profit. We're actually putting it out there. We're spending the money, the R and D, and the research, and getting it out there so that others could do what we need. That that we've done. Uh, therefore, everybody benefits because, my God, we can't trust any one of these platforms uh, for anything. Like CJ said it best yesterday when we were on the show with Gus, you know, look at everybody's on Rumble. Well, Rumble's in Canada. And at what point do they sell out, right? So <laughs> so anyway, with that being said, CJ, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Uh, doing great, brother. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, interesting to see. Uh, definitely, you know, applaud the efforts of a lot of people who are producing some great uh, you know, op options available for us as we look to, you know, to continue the information uh, warfare that's taking place right now, V. And and I think again, as we as we navigate, it gets gets even more challenging to counter the the mainstream narrative. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, shifting gears, man. Like you know, there's a few things that are on the docket that we can talk about. Uh, did you know, Siege, that the invasion date has been moved? Did you know that? <laughs> I love the trolling that's taking place. V. It's awesome. I mean, bro, they literally have no shame. It's not just because they don't have any brains, which they don't, but they have no shame. Now it's the 20th of February. Did you know that, Siege? The 20th? It's three days. It's going to be a Russian invasion. And they asked Joe Biden this, and Joe Biden says, oh, I, I have senses that are telling me. I'm like, senses and Joe Biden are, it, it, it's like an oxymoron. <laughs> I mean, literally, senses, this guy, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's the most laughable thing. And again, what occurs is there's no, like, they, they do this crap in a vacuum, right? They do this in, 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 a, um, in a sense where... Let me see if we can pull this up. There we go. They they do this in a vacuum, and they do it where they think that there's that nobody's going to call them out. These people are idiots. Why? Because these morons are morons who follow uh, polls. These are morons who follow computer models, and so the computer modeling will say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, tell them that the the date is moved." And they idiots, like a bunch of lemmings, jumping on command. Go forward, and they say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, the date's been moved. February twentieth. Worries, Russia watchers. So worried. <laughs> oh yeah. This is written by political Alex Ward, a genius. He's a national security reporter. Oh my God, he's an anchor of National Security Daily. Like this guy knows something about Ooh. security, right? Ooh. 
He hasn't fired a water gun in his life. He's probably never been in a fight in his entire existence, but he's a security expert. In other news, this is from our buddy Andre the, the Saker. In other news, uh, Pavel Klimkin, the former Ministry of Foreign Affairs, declared that Ukraine won the battle, <laughs> but not the war yet. See, did you know there was a battle being fought yesterday? I mean, I, I didn't get the memo siege. I mean, t- Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there was a, it must have been an invisible battle. Right, <laughs> the invisible battle. <laughs> it must have been invisible. I mean, there, there's a there's a town that's literally you know 30 miles out from the Russian border in Ukraine, and the people were streaming video and 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 pictures directly from that town that was literally 30 40 miles outside of Ukraine. And guess what? That you think you think you might have seen like sandbags piled. Ah, <laughs> you might have seen some you know bunkers set up in the in the roadway. Maybe some tanks rolling through, or maybe some machine gun nests. No, nothing siege. People just walking around like it's business as usual. They're going about to the cafes, the restaurants, going to the stores and shops and whatnot. They, there's no war. This is, dude, at least in Wag the Dog, Bill Clinton followed the script to the T, right? This is right. worse than Wag the Dog. But this is worse than Wag the Dog. This is like invisible Wag the Dog. This is like invisible make believe Wag the Dog, okay, where nobody sees. The war happening except you. It's the most ridiculous thing. U.S. spokes spokes creature. Oh, I love how the Saker said this. Spokes creature. That's exactly what he is. Ned Price, the degenerate doofus from the State Department. Okay, the spokes creature declared that the, that the U.S. now sees more, not fewer, Russian forces along the border than before. He added the invasion could happen anytime. <laughs> This is the guy that Max Lee shredded, right? <laughs> Matt Matt Lee destroyed this guy, okay? And, and, and Ned Price, he should never even show his face, okay, in public ever again. He should resign for being an idiot. But this is what we have in the West. We have brain-dead, degenerate morons in every section of the world. Yeah. this is what, It's not even wag the dog, right, bro? It, it's bag the dog. <laughs> Invisible bag the dog. Both Germany and the U.S. have declared that there are no mass graves in Dunbos, and there's no genocide there. I mean, you got to love it when the, Germ- when the leaders of Germany and the U.S. begin lecturing Russians about the meaning genocide. It's not genocide when they do it, but it's genocide when others do it, Siege. You know that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. GOP Senate members are proposing more sanctions from hell. Because you know, last last uh, fifteen years we've been sanctioning the hell out of Russia. It's done, a, and the Russian economy has done very well. They've done very well in decoupling from the dollar. They've done very well in terms of energy. Their stock market is the best performing stock market in the last ten years running, and their currency has been very uh, performing very well as, uh, 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 as well. Right? They've all been doing well, but here they come. See, they're going to have more sanctions from hell. So now we have the invisible bag the dog going on in an invisible war. There's an invisible battle that Ukraine had won. There's invisible Russian forces that are massing on the border that nobody else see, Nobody else can not, forget satellite pictures siege. How come a Ukrainian teenager can't walk down the street? I mean, the border's right there. Stone throws away. How come nobody with a cell phone can even take a cell phone picture and show us the massing of Russia? See, if you think three, I mean, look. 300,000, that's what they're saying, 150 to 300,000 Russian troops. You'd kind of figure that that'd be easy to spot, right? I guess the Russians are using this new type of camouflage that makes them invisible to cell phones, makes them invisible to satellites. It just makes them invisible. There's no pictures of any of this stuff, right? This, this is a war. This is the tipping point for World War Three, as they're putting it out there, but not a single photo, not a single video, the only video and photo I've seen is the tanks leaving because they're done. What? They're done with their exercise. They're mm. done with it. There are reports of sharp increases of attacks in the LDNR. LDNR forces have received the order to return fire. The Nazis from Western Ukraine have not sent a friendship train to Mariupol and Donbass. A similar friendship train to Crimea resulted in the Crimean uprising. Blinken has declared now this genius, right? This is a genius, Anthony Blinken, another moron, another idiot who has failed forward his entire life. These people are losers, man. Blinken has declared that the U.S. saw no withdrawal of Russian forces. 
The website of the Russian Foreign Ministry seems to be down from a DDoS attack. You want more? Sure. Here we go. Once the Russian invasion does not happen on the 20th, our buddy Fisaker is saying, I suppose that the Yukis will celebrate yet another victory. Because <laughs> Bag the Dog is going on. We, we are in, dude, we, we are full on Bag the Dog right now. Bag the Dog. Here we go. Okay, they're, they're going to celebrate. So, so in three days siege, you can you can expect the Ukrainians to celebrate another triumphant victory. <laughs> Dude, this is worse than a bunch of retarded high school kids playing make believe. This is worse than a bunch of retarded kids playing who are doped up on LSD and 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 acid and, and, and PCP, and they're playing this invisible game that nobody else can figure out. But these idiots see it all. And they, they're, they're literally believing this is real. The U.S. will move to the next invasion date in a couple of days. Of course they will. When it doesn't happen on the 20th, Biden's going to have a sense, which is basically indigestion that he's feeling. Maybe he has a load in his Depends diaper that he's wearing, right? He's maybe feeling that. And he's like, I have a sense. Russian invasion's going to happen uh, not on the 20th, but on the 28th. Like how many? Th- this is worse than the boy who cried wolf. Because this is stupid. This is stupid. They're all, now, right now, there are reports of numerous artillery fire and anti-weapons fire along the full line of contact. Who are they shooting, Siege? There's nobody there. Right. <laughs> the, literally, you have, Ukraine, the, you have Ukrainian guys who are probably shooting at nothing. Nothing. Okay? There are also reports of surface-to-surface missile attacks. Reports. Right? Reports. N- nothing confirmed. This is, see, do you ever see, like, dungeon, these kids who go out into the woods, like, they, they'll have these, uh, the, the Dungeons and Dragons festival, and they dress up in costume, and they go LARPing in the forest, right? Right. right. I am the mystical elf, Gandalf the Grey, and I'm here to cast my Wonderlack spell on you. Oh, don't do that. I will counter your Wonderlack spell with my new invisible shield, and let me draw forth the card and roll the dice. And they literally do a live-action role-play. Folks, we're witnessing Dungeons & Dragons played out in Ukraine. Thank, thanks and brought in part by the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA. See, I don't know what to do. This is, this is a joke. This is like a Mel... Dude, this is like we're living beyond a Mel Brooks movie. This is retarded. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think at this stage, B, it's very heavily favored towards trying to get the approved funds, right? It's, it's about the monetary uh, program and the stimulus. And I think they will continue this because, you know, the United States, we always have to have our boogeyman, right? We always, we always need the boogeyman and we always need the reason for, for government expenditures, for massive amount of spending for the military industrial complex. And therefore they will continue ratcheting this up until they are able to convince uh, the American public and, and they're getting able to get enough uh, legislatures involved to sign up for these massive uh, spending bills, these massive uh, aid programs that they want to create for for Ukraine. So again, it just falls back to it's another you know monetary extraction you know that that continues to happen. They want to push it across. They you know they do not have an open checkbook other than either two systems, either going through uh, the House Senate getting the the proper budget for it, or getting the loan secured through the IMF and and the World Bank, and and that's going on behind the scenes. So they'll continue this until they get those funds secured from the Ukraine. Those funds will be intended from the Ukraine. They'll take their 70% off, off the top of it to, to politicians, to kick back to corporations. And then the Ukrainians will end up with you know 10% of whatever gets uh, allocated for, for that. Absolutely, man. All of it, as we all know, is a massive money laundering scheme. That's all it is. Okay, I've said this like, like weeks and months ago. Ukraine is the next Afghanistan. We know of five trillion dollars that was laundered out of Afghanistan, five trillion, right? But that's what we know of. Ukraine is far worse than that. Ukraine is going to be even ten times worse. They got to make up for the lost profits that they've lost terribly in Afghanistan. So this is what it all comes down to, man. It's it's absolutely comical to see all of this. All right. It's 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 hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious when you see people who have no merit, when you see people who have no skill, when you see people who are absolute morons. 
Okay, absolute morons, and they just they just can't seem to get it right. See, it's unreal, bro. It, yeah, it is. It is unreal, and I I can't recall what the. I think it was a female. I can't remember what her position was with uh, with with Russia. Maria Zakova. Yeah, where she oh, she put out. We we probably talked about this yesterday. She's like, could the U.S. State Department do me a favor and please send out the Russia attack uh, calendar of of when our attacks are planned, so that way I know when I can take some time off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting trolled so left. Awesome. We're getting trolled left and right, man. We're getting trolled left and right. It's 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 hilarious. Here's our buddy Pepe Escobar from the Strategic Culture. Pepe, we got to one of the. I'm always one step removed from this guy. I got to get a hold of him. I've been, I've been saying that for years, Siege. The same that for years. Moscow, look, <laughs> War Incorporated throws an invasion party. And no one shows up. <laughs> Moscow <laughs> has not deviated from a moment from its Sun Tzu approach. Of course, why would they? While detailing all the demands and all the red lines many times over. The Dem combo remote controlling the senile president of the United States by earpiece and teleprompter was never accused of being the brightest bulbs in the room, any room. That explains why on their own, Nancy Pelosi on ABC News gave the whole Russian invasion game away two or three days, depending on their math, before the canceled non-event. First, she said, if it were not threatening the sanctions and the rest, it would guarantee that Putin would invade. And then the clincher. If Russia doesn't invade, it's not that he never intended to. It's just that the sanctions worked. Here, fully unveiled, is the whole Democrat strategy. A dubiously effective foreign policy, quote-unquote, victory, which will melt away months ahead of any inevitable debacle at the U.S. midterms. They're trying to make a corpse this is worse than Weekend at Bernie's. See, Weekend at Bernie's, they, just, they, they took the corpse around Siege, and they acted like the corpse was alive by, like, taking in the parties, you know, holding drinks by him, taking fit pictures. No, this is worse. This is they're trying to make the corpse actually fight and function. Okay? And so they're trying to make this corpse look really strong right before the midterms. But the pr- fact of the problem is, when you lied once about a Russian invasion, it didn't happen. When you tried false flags, which have all blown up, okay, in front of your face and hasn't materialized anywhere, you begin to get on the slippery slope, okay, slippery slope of illegitimacy, the slippery slope of having no kind of credibility whatsoever. Maria Zarkova, the female Slav counterpart of of Hermes, the messenger of the gods in the ancient Greece, got closer to the truth while framing the psyops. February 15th, 2022 will go down in history as the day Western war propaganda failed, humiliated and destroyed without a single shot fired. She hit the nail on the head. Added to Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, unplugged on information terrorism. We have to learn from the tricks our Western colleagues pull. Putin once again applied Sun Tzu to win the battle without to win without a battle. Win as in attending the objectives set for this round. But it's dice here. The Duma by 78% voted to ask the president to recognize the Donetsk and the Lushank People's Republic, that is the L the DLPR that everybody's talking about, right? As separate sovereign independent states. That final decision rests with Putin, who has already hinted what happens next. Even as he qualified what is happening now in the Donbass as quote-unquote genocide, taking into context the previous eight years, he pointed out how we must do everything to solve the problems of Donbass, but first of all, based on the implementation of what? The Minsk Agreement. Every move he does is very carefully calculated. Every single strategy he implements It's very calculated, very patient. He'll move like a chess master, guys. That's exactly what he does. He moves like a chess master, and then he pulls back and he reflects back to law. Look at this maneuver. He made the U.S. look like idiots. He makes the Ukraine look like a failed state, which it is. And if you study the Ukrainian map, right, between Ukrainian-speaking people and the Russian native people, the country is literally split in half, 
Okay, split in half. Donetsk, Donbass, Crimea, these are all the Russian-speaking areas of Ukraine. They identify as that. Okay? So there is a, uh, you know, so he's, he's talking about Don, you know, Donbass, you know. He's talking about genocide being done there. And then while he's talking about that, that, look, these problems can be solved, after he's already judo-chopped the U.S. and threw NATO over his shoulder, he then says, we must solve this by the implementation of the Minsk Agreement. What this means is that Putin will give Kiev what? And yet another final chance to implement the Minsk Agreement enshrined as UN law that the Americans have been de facto sabotaging since 2015. Russia's Security Council won't be fooled. Categorizing how the West is conducting a carefully planned information operation against Russia based on the concept of hybrid war. Sounds, sounds like something some, some video game designer uh, came up with. Hybrid war. <laughs> the Security Council also reaffirms that the European countries will be responsible for very likely provocations against the DPR, LPR from Kiev. This is Petrushev speaking. Not a deer caught in the headlights like Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan is beyond a deer caught in the headlights. He's so caught in the headlights, he's about to squeal. Somebody, somebody needs to put Jake Sullivan on suicide watch right, right now. Maybe. Right now. Suicide watch. Jake Sullivan. Okay, you, you, We all know about the Clinton body count. We all know. Look, if they can get to Epstein, they can get to Jake Sullivan. German Chancellor Scholz's visit to Moscow was not exactly a Porsche negotiating Nuremberg. Oh, that sounds like that's like magic to me. A Porsche negotiating the Nuremberg ring. Oh, does it get any better? One never gets away with spewing out platitudes in front of Putin. Scholz, for our generation, war in Europe is unimaginable. Putin. One has already been unleashed by NATO against Belgrade. After weeks of nonstop American hysteria, cum war fever, it might be tempting to consider that Macron and Scholz could be on the same page with Putin. Think about that. Again, you're seeing a Franco-German alliance working against the Anglo-American lunatics. Okay? Why? Because they don't fully want to see their country's economies and industry completely eviscerated. They really don't. Demand that Kiev sit down at the same table with Donetsk and Lushank and work on the necessary constitutional amendments to grant them autonomy. That would be the only path towards a possible solution. Yet there's no guarantee that it will be taken because of the immovable American veto. That's right. Valentina Matvienko, the Speaker of the Russian Federation Council, once again has stressed that the only possible way that Russia could intervene in the event of an invasion of the armed forces of Ukraine in the DPR and LPR, Russia's response will be to, propos- to proportionate to the scale of aggression. Even Scholz timidly has somehow agreed that like NATO in Yugoslavia, Russia in this case would have the right to invoke responsibility to protect to save millions of Russian passport holders from the oligarch Banderstan neo-Nazi shock troops of what Andrei Martinov memorably described as Country 404. I love what Martinov has said. Love it. He calls Ukraine Country 404. You know what that means, Siege? What's that? You know when you try to go online, it says Error 404? <laughs> <In your> server, <laughs> server Error 404. Yeah. <laughs> He calls he calls Ukraine country four oh four. Oh my god. Let's go down to look at this. These include the Azov Battalion, which recruits neo Nazis from all across Europe, sporting the Wolf's Angel arm patches straight from the SS, and is now incorporated into Ukraine's National Guard. Isn't that wonderful? See, you have a Jewish comedian nice. leading an army of neo Nazis. It's, it's it's you can't write this, bro. You can't write this. The vast CIA MI6 revitalized stay-behind network. And, of course, in progress, $10 billion from Eric Prince, Blackwater Academy scheme of setting up a private mercenary army via partnerships between Lancaster Six Company and CIA-controlled Ukraine Intel. Oh, an amalgam, an amalgam of mercs. It's going to be wonderful. The serial American fake news PSYOP fog of war offensive did manage to obscure the two really crucial developments over the heady past few days. The de facto Russian invasion 
of territorial waters by the U.S. Virginia-class sub described as completely unreasonable and incomprehensible activity by the Russian Defense Minister, Sergei Shoigu, and Mr. Kinzel's recent flight. <laughs> I love this. See, do you know who Mr. Kinzel is? Who's Mr. Kinzel? Mr. Kinzel is their hypersonic missile. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Kinzel's recent flight to Kalingard, oh my God, on board a Mach 3 capable MiG 31K Foxhound. MiG 31 is amazing. They're also working on the next generation MiG 41s, which are going to be Mach 4 Plus capable, Mach 4.3. It's going to be sick, man. In case NATO static clowns continue to entertain any, idea, any funny ideas, they can place a call to Mr. Kinzel and he'll answer the call with hypersonic speed, literally. <laughs> Before the scheduled, <laughs> before the scheduled Russian non-invasion invasion was canceled, <laughs> Martinov has deliciously outlined how the strategic ambivalence of Russia is terrifying for the U.S. Now, because the U.S. doesn't know what will follow after the false flag, granted this false flag succeeds to dupe European poodles into utter submission. <laughs> yes, it, it it ain't over. So the fat transgender sings. A false flag or flags remain on the radar, considering the tons of weapons showered upon 404. Over 150,000 troops massed right in front of the line of contact, equipped with absolutely lethal 120-millimeter grad rockets and warheads that, when exploded, releases thousands of sharp metal fragments and thousands of mercenaries trained by Polish, British, and American Blackwater and Academy instructors. What really happened in the Kuril Islands between Hokkaido and Kamchatka? Diplomatically described by Shoigu, eventually landed on Russian media. The first explanation was that a Russian vessel might have launched warning torpedoes against the American sub. Now, guys, I, I will remind you: Russia has torpedoes that are that are that are hyper cavitation capable. What that means is that these torpedoes are generations ahead of anything in the American arsenal. These torpedoes create a water bubble, an air bubble, on front of their nose. That allows the tornado, the, the torpedo siege. Now, siege. We have torpedoes that go eighty to ninety knots underwater, right? Mm-hmm. Russians have torpedoes that do four hundred plus miles per hour underwater. Wow, it's freaking nuts! Four hundred knots plus underwater. Wow, it's insane. Okay. That was rather polite. Another circumstance: the Virginia clowns. Okay, what happened was that the Russian, the, the Virginia class sub was detected by the Russian SSK or SSN. There was a sweep, and then the Marshal Shapozhikov frigate used a sonar to intimate the uninvited guest to beat it. And that was rather polite. In other circumstances, the Virginia class would have been sunk. Of course, this should be interpreted for what it is. One more graphic illustration that the indispensable nation, right, exceptional stand, has lost its maritime invulnerability. Certainly to Russia and sooner or later to China also. And that is a direct consequence of the dire state of the U.S. defense industry, Martinov's key area of study, and exemplified by the latest report by the National Defense Industrialization um, Association. Full report is here, and you'll, you'll see it, right? The key areas is, is space, hypersonics, and cyber are all way behind what the Russians and Chinese are doing, especially the Russians. In parallel, there's an increase in three interconnected areas, AI, fully networked C3, and microelectronics. This would suggest the same old American obsession since Rumsfeld was deploying in a smart battlefield. The key takeaway may be to increase the increase in biotechnology. That's the only thing the U.S. has left. Because they would point to a desperate empire, already outclassed by Russia and soon neutralized by China, resorting to biowarfare is no wonder the landmark February 4th Russia-China joint statement pointedly referred to the danger of U.S. bioweapons labs. Because, Siege, we, uh, we, will, uh, you know, we have bioweapons labs all throughout the world uh, that we know of as 29 and counting, that we know of, right? Because we care, right, Siege? That's right. That's right. Freedom. Liberty. Freedom. Absolutely. And this is what's happening here. We're being outplayed, outgunned, and outmaneuvered on a grand scale. And all the while, we're feeding the lie. And nobody believes at this point, okay? 
nobody believes it at that point, at this point, that any false flag, any sort of attack is going to happen. Not going to happen. Absolutely ridiculous. See your thoughts. You know, I, V, I just, I, I, it just keeps, every time I look at this and I consider it, it's like, it's so bad. It's almost like they're making this administration purposely look at, but we've seen this before, right? I mean, look at Afghanistan. If that wasn't a fiasco, uh, but I think they continue to, uh, you know, to prove the, how incapable that this administration is along with the, the, uh, the state department. And they have no, they have no idea in terms of what, the, what their uh, attempts are. And, and it goes back to NATO. I think that they're, they're willing to, uh, to, to try to rebuild NATO and try to make it this global force for Europe and, and all their intentions of what they're doing. But if you look at the massive amount of, of uh, people, of, of countries that are directly reaching out uh, to, to, to Russia, you know, the day before was, uh, was uh, Brazil. Today, I think uh, he's meaning uh, Italy's reaching out to them. It, it's, it's very unfortunate that, you know, the, the United States from at one point, whether or not we were, you know, deemed a, a vassal of, 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 you know, freedom, liberty, but now it's a matter of looking at the United States as far as uh, the amount of incompetence that's taking place, and it's going to take us a lot of years. And I think you best described it as the, the, the what, what did you call it, the, the, the lost decade, or uh, yeah, we're entering that lost decade. It's, 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 it's the crumbling of an empire. Markets are going to do well. They're going to be at a storied highs, but in terms of actual real economic numbers, the the physical economy will continue to 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 decompose, so to speak. I think that pretty much nails it because, again, uh, you know, in terms of the political course that we're the direction that we're going on, we know financially and economically what's taking place. Right? If you look at their, the the inability, the Fed has has uh, stated numerous times. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna be raising interest rates. We're gonna be doing and, and what's happened? Absolutely nothing. They just continue to pump you know pump money uh, in, into the financial system, the financial model, and then you also look at the the political climate here. So so what's the end game in terms of of, of the United States and the policies that we head forward? It's 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 just a continuation of the same thing because they have no uh, no ideas. They have no fresh blood there. No fresh uh, people to. Really, you're dealing with people who have been in uh, Washington, D.C., 25, 30, 40 plus years. Their ideas of a fresh idea is opening up the playbook to 25 years ago of something that didn't yep. work and saying, well, let's try this one. So it's, it's just very unfortunate, B, that this has taken place because, you know, we had a very much unique opportunity. Um, but we're going to have to, again, just start small in terms of, you know, breaking it down and starting some, you know, the industry, bring industry back to our country. And it's going to take it's going to take a, a, quite a few years to get that accomplished. Yeah, but, decades. But, it, but internationally, internationally, it's game over. It, 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 it's, it is it's done. You know, you're going to see a massive shift, you know, that's occurring, not only not only from the Middle East, that's happened a while back. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Israel, you know, caving and Israel's like, hey, you know what? Oh, yeah, we, 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 we got to go. It's been fun knowing the United States, but we out of here. You know, thank you for the the billions of dollars and and the the iron dome all that kind of good stuff yeah um so you know so where where does that leave us or does that leave us a, a, alone isolated you know we, we have great partners like canada and justin trudeau <laughs> oh it's wonderful and we have the aussies and their concentration camps we have the horse face killer in new zealand and we have the the other our, our uh, the other idiots in in, in the uk it's, we have a we have the the uh, the alliance of the idiots. The alliance of idiots. We're, we're, we're going to farewell. And, and it's very important for us too to 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 not take our eyes uh, too too far off of of Mexico. And the reason why I state that is is that we're we're starting to see some economic um, maneuvering uh, that's taking place. Um, you know, obviously the the drug cartels in 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 Mexico. Obviously, you know they they've either been allowed to operate. They've been um, you know they're given permission to operate as long as the, you know, as long as our certain agencies get their cut of what's taking place. But here recently, what happened, V, is that you know one of the the main exports, not main, but one of the exports uh, coming from Mexico was, was avocados. Yep. And apparently, uh, inspectors who were uh, going to look at these avocado manufacturing or production, however it takes place, uh, were being threatened. Uh, so therefore, the United States has has banned uh, 
all imports of avocados uh, from from Mexico. Um, so so we're starting to see and and the the Mexican president, I you know I, I I like some of the things that he's done. He was very he was one of the first to bring in the Sputnik offer the Sputnik um, uh, vaccine uh, there in, in Mexico versus a traditional. Uh, he's been very pro decriminalization of, of cannabis there, really allowing for independent individual use. Um, he, he also was talking about, you know, uh, you know, uh, different uh, getting away from from the dollar. And so I, th I think Mexico is it's going to rear its ugly head here pretty soon. And we're already starting to see it be in a lot of Latin, Amer Latin American countries where they're shifting away from U.S. influence. And, and mock my words, in, in five to 10 years in regards to Mexico and what's taking place, uh, there's, there's going to be some things that are going to be happening. And uh, we're already starting to see some economic measures of it. But, you know, Mexico is such a, a wealth of, of silver. I think they're one of the largest silver. Incredible. They have triple the mineral wealth of the United States. Triple. That's why Mexico is not allowed to develop. It has triple the mineral wealth of the United States. It is a major provider and exporter of silver. Uh, I mean, there's so much wealth in Mexico. It's ridiculous. So, so, so that's why the U.S. funds narco cartels and, and human trafficking and corrupt governments. They will not allow Mexico to develop. Good. No, I was going to say so overnight. Literally, if Mexico were to say, "Hey, listen." Um, you know the peso has been has been held down. It's you know on purpose for many for 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 many years, and people you know want to know what the best thing that we could do as a country to fight the illegal immigration you know across the border, uh, to fight uh, the drug trafficking and everything that's taking place along the border. It's not a wall or anything like that. It, it it's a matter of allowing Mexico to flourish economically without being suppressed for so long with. You know with what, what's taking what's taking place there so it's so we, we we need to keep an eye on that but i think that's going to be very instrumental very very huge as we continue to see just a massive migration away from u.s influence you know literally mexico overnight could say hey, listen we're getting away of a dollar base uh you know currency the peso as far as our reserves we're we're, we're moving to metals we're, we're going to move and and i guarantee you there'd be some type of a reason for for military escalation or some type of, of reason and from my understanding um, i don't have you know confirmation of this but from my understanding is that uh, we've been deploying and putting more military uh, into mexico and deeming it um, as a security measures to uh, secure u.s interest of course of course siege on the subject of truth Oh, look at this. Oh, this is this is this is major. Look at this, this is huge. Now, first, it was an insurance company in Indiana that said, hey, look, here's the deal. There's a spike in deaths of young men between the ages of 18 and 54. Right. Spike in deaths between 18 and 54. What the and non covid related. Doctors group demands investigation of the sudden increase in young male deaths in the U.K., group of UK doctors, scientists, economists, psychologists, and other academic experts have called an immediate investigation into the increasing death rate among 15 to 19-year-old males. See, did you know that heart attacks are common for young people as young as five years old? Did you know that? Siege? Hello? Did I lose you? Did I... Folks, am I still live? Am I live? Hello. Press you're live. You're live. live. Huge oh. lag spike here. Huge lag. I'm not sure. Was, oh, not sure if it was on geez. your end or mine, but it was a huge lag spike. You're live. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Um, so they, the 15, 19 year olds, you know, five year olds, it's common for five year olds to get heart attacks. Did you know that, Sage? And teenagers, they get heart attacks all the time, Sage. All the time. I mean, when you and I were growing up, I mean, I, I mean, how many of our friends died in high school from heart attacks, Sage? <laughs> are we getting are we getting laggy again okay go ahead v. i'm gonna keep got it so a group of you okay so the the organization heart set up to share concerns about policy and guidance recommendations relating to the covid19 pandemic has written to the british government over a rise in the deaths of young males to heart the concern is that this, this time period coincides with the rollout of vaccinations to this age group who are known 
to be at an uh, to be at an increased risk of myocarditis, heart inflammation, especially after the second dose. Rising death rate. As part of the judicial review of the High Court in January, the, the Office of the National Statistics confirmed that there had been a rise in death rates for adolescent males over the last eight months compared to the same time period. Um, gotcha. Cool. According to the same period of 2015 to 2019. Gee, I wonder what happened. You know, all of a sudden there's a spike. But the ONS also said the data could not either be used to draw any reliable conclusions as to a potential correlation between vaccination status and the death in young children and adults. Of course, there's no correlation. Not at all. There's no correlation. Sees that with the rollout of the triple shot MMR, uh, MMR vaccine, that there's a spike of autism. There's no correlation. <laughs> you conspiracy theorist. There's no correlation that all of a sudden 15 to 19 year olds are dropping dead. As soon as, uh, and you can correlate the spike of deaths with the rollout of the vaccine. You can interlay those charts. You can show a timing chart of when they rolled out the vaccine to the to a chart when they saw the spike in death. Of course, there's no correlation, right? It's just coincidence. There have been at least 65 extra deaths in England and Wales, and though the figure may be higher due to reporting delays for coroner's cases, during the same time frame, there were also two deaths involving COVID-19. There was no deaths involving COVID-19. It's all bullshit. No deaths. You can't trust the stupid PCR test, period. In September, the JCVI, the Joint Committee on the Vaccination and Immunization, declined. Of course, they're going to decline to recommend that the COVID-19 vaccines be administered to healthy 12 to 15-year-olds as balance of benefit to risk was only marginal at best in the face of very low risk to children or serious illness or death from COVID-19. The JCVI's recommendation for 5 to 11-year-olds has not been made public yet, but is being offered to those who are in a clinical risk group. Myocarditis. The heart spokesperson and diagnostic pathologist, Dr. Claire Craig, told the Epoch Times, we'd obviously had a real issue in 2020 with excess deaths in the old and then switched it to being the young. Look at that. We've had an excess in death of old people. Now it's all of a sudden it's young people dying. Yeah. I wonder what, what's going on. It's a mystery to me. Go figure. It's a mystery. What is this mystery? I mean, people are this fucking dumb siege. I think so, V. Jeez, man. The thing about any excess deaths is that if you're looking for a new cause, an 85-year-old's dying, then it would be hard to find the overall figure of deaths, as there are, not, there are a lot of deaths. All right, a lot of people 85 years old die from like five different things. If you're looking at younger groups... It's much easier as young people don't die very much. Correct. The only time they die is in accidents. That's it. The only time a young, healthy person drops dead is because of an accident. She said that it is not suggested that the observed increase in mortality proves that COVID-19 vaccines are causing this. Oh, of course not. We have this mystery. Young men, ages 15 to 19, are dropping dead like flies. They also happen to drop dead like flies at about the same time we rolled out the COVID vaccines. Hmm. I don't know what's happening here. I think it's a mystery. <laughs> and we know that the main reason, as Craig says, is myocarditis. Myocarditis, inflammation of the heart, is often dismissed as being a mild problem. Oh, it's so mild. It's so mild, it's killing kids. But it's very difficult to diagnose. To do so, medical staff need to do an ECG with trace, traces, heartbeats, blood tests, and heart MRI scans if there is a specialist scanner. The ultimate test, which is done, is so is in exceptional circumstances, is a biopsy when a tissue sample is taken. It's not mild. It's not trivial. You just don't dismiss that sort of injury, she said. But could the increase in deaths be down to something else, such as suicide or drug-taking? First start, young people of that age, men die more than women. That's because they take more risks. They have higher suicide risks. And that is something that could have caused the difference. The rise that we've seen recently in, is in registered deaths, in which ones could have been given a death certificate by a doctor as natural, or it could be ones that have been given through a coroner's process and have filtered through, but with a lag. If there were a rise in suicides, that would come on through later. Deaths that are unnatural causes, which include death where a doctor through vaccination may have been involved, would have been reported to the coroner as with all deaths involving a drug. 
Craig added that despite good public health monitoring in Britain, there is a glaring hole where no one is looking at these debts. But passive surveillance relies on someone suspecting and making a connection. And of course, this is what we know. Okay, this is what we know. There are thousands of kids, thousands of young people that are dropping dead mysteriously. They don't know why. I mean, are we that brain dead in the West Siege? Are we that afraid of truth? Are we this much of a pussified society that everyone is terrified? Every doctor is terrified to say, hey, you know what? Ever since we rolled out the vaccines, there's been a spike of young people dropping dead or having issues with myocarditis. We should stop the vax. Does anyone have the fucking balls to say that, Siege? They all stop short of saying that. Dead kids, vaccinations, I don't know. Maybe. I don't See, I, I, I adamantly believe the tide is, is, is definitely uh, turning uh, in, re- in regards to acknowledging uh, some of these more serious side effects uh, from the jab. The other day, V, I opened up one of my uh, apps on my phone. I won't, I won't, I won't say which one because you know everyone will probably laugh at me, but I'll say it. It was Google. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I opened up Google, and you know how Google will automatically populate a, a news feed that you can kind of, yeah. you know, cater a little bit. But being one of the very interesting news feeds that automatically populated into that was an actual article that was published by Dr. Malone talking about, in particular, the the spike protein. This article, I hadn't searched, I hadn't done anything with it. It just automatically hit the feeds like everything else does. And it specifically talked about the length of time that they originally had anticipated that the spike uh, protein would remain in the body. And they originally said, hey, this spike protein will probably last three to five days, which we know now is, is, is not true. And this article, the headline was it that there's massive health related issues are in the future in the direction that we're going. And to me, V, just kind of like people finally, like, you know, some of the people who originally were like, just put the freaking mask on, just just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, certain events, mm-hmm. some of these people who were so slow to figure out that it had nothing to do with, you know, the the actual the actual action of putting on a, a mask. It was more the, the mandates, right? It was the illegal actions of, of these draconian type policies. V, I firmly believe what's taking place is that you can no longer ignore the amount of people who are having some of these side effects. And along the way, V, along the way, some of these authoritarian people, the the, the tech giants, are going to be personally impacted by this. It's it's unavoidable. So for, for for example, you know, for, for someone who's been a, who was like maybe say a vaccine, you know, advocate, and then all of a sudden they have a, a person or a child that becomes vaccine injured, obviously they're going to have a lot more skepticism about, about the things that are taking place. I, I firmly b- believe we've reached that point that someone either either has a direct family member or knows of someone directly impacted by this in a negative manner that they're now questioning the agenda and questioning why did we do this all along? Why, why are we doing this all along? And now we're seeing that that now it's going to become more of a of an annual, basically replace the the, the flu shot. So I, I'm I'm happy that it's there. I'm happy that people are seeing there. But you know, if you want to talk about investments in in the future, boy, I tell you what, that the investments in these health companies and these these hospitals and everything else, they're going to be serious money makers in in the future. Because if you thought that the United States was going in the wrong direction in terms of life expectancy. In, in terms of, of longevity, in terms of, of age, you're, forget it, because because we're already starting to see some of the repercussions. I think last year was the second year in a row where, year in a row that life expectancy here in the United States already decreased, and yep. we will continue to, to 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 see that be. It's very it's very unfortunate whether whether it was by design, whether it was on purpose, and all those things. You know, we can argue back and back and forth, but you can't argue the facts. You can't argue the facts to say that people are being impacted. And people who previously who had supported these things have probably more than likely been been personally impacted by this. And that's why we're seeing this huge change in narrative. 100%. 100%, man. But don't worry, Siege. 
you know, this is the, one of the things I always said, and you say this, and we all say this, Gus says this, we all come to an agreement. Look, when this narrative is over and they shelve it and this whole thing blows up in their faces, we got to make sure two things. Number one, we need to rediscover our culture. We need to embrace our culture, our morality, and I mean our Christian culture, Okay. I don't matter if you're a, a Christian, an atheist, an agnostic, a Muslim, a Hindu, or whatever the hell you are, but understand that our civilization is built on a on Christian values, okay, on Christian culture, and that is what keeps all this evil in check. So when the mission is done, we go for the jugular. We have to get back to morals and decency. Franklin said it's a republic if you can keep it is a line that is often quoted by many. But what they forget to quote is the second part of what he said. He said it is for a vigilant and morally upright citizenry. That is the part that you have to have. Without vigilance, without moral uprightness, you cannot have a republic. And this is the problem. Let me show you guys. Listen, look at this bullshit. While the Russians and Chinese are... are, are, are Breaking engineers and scientists at a record a record pace. Right, I think the last I the last I checked, I think China has like five hundred thousand graduates per year who graduate in science, technology, and engineering. That pretty much graduate in the STEM fields per year. Okay, in America, we're all about discovering yourself, letting kids discover themselves. And this is what happens when you let people discover themselves. When you let people who have all sorts of mental disorders, we're the most medicated country in the world. We are a country that has the highest prescription rate for psychotropic drugs on the planet. And this is what happens. Record number of Americans identify as LGBTQ, IRSTUV, WWP, WWF, OPP, MCDLT, hyphen, hyphen, hyphen. It's an infinite. We just leave it at LGBTQ, just, just, uh, just to shorten the damn. The, LGBTQ at this point is just an acronym for a much is a shortened abbreviation for a much longer uh, alphanumeric nomenclature mm-hmm. at this point. Right. Okay. Right. The number of adult Americans who identify something other than heterosexual has risen to seven point one percent. A new Gallup phone survey released on through to. You know, the phone surveys are real. I mean, can you imagine what these, you got to be a surveyor, like you're working for Gallup. Uh, hello, sir. My name is uh, Bob. My name is Richard, and I'm working for uh, Gallup. I just want to know, are you gay? Why, yes, I am, young man. Do you identify as LGBTQ? Yes, I do. And Shady Dove, my sexual gender today is peanut butter. That's my gender. Next, tomorrow, my gender is whipped cream. The metric has more than doubled since 2012. She, I didn't realize there were this many homos hiding in the background. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Right? So the metric has more than doubled since 2012. In the first year, the company started tracking such data. Then 3.5% of respondents who volunteered their sexual orientation, because you know, they love volunteering that shit, boy. I tell you. Oh, yes, I am. It's like this, this badge of honor. It's a badge of honor. It's not like, yeah, I'm an astronaut. No, I, I'm a top level engineer in astrophysics or, or or nuclear physics or field theory or whatever, right? Yeah, I'm taking in the ass. I'm 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 LGBTQ Okay. So so very quick. The increase reflects on a wider relevance of such identities among what? Younger generation. It's it's one thing to be a gay dude, whatever. You know, I, I've met gay guys before in the past. I've been friends with them in the past, colleagues, workers, you know, associates, whatever. Always cool. Never had a problem. Whatever. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home, so long as you're not, so so long as with consenting adults and you're not harming children or animals. I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't care. Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares. But now, it's gotten to the point that if you're a white gay man or even a black gay man, you're not. You're low on the totem pole. You're you're not up there on the victim card. Um. Uh, you know, relevance here. You're not up there on the. Uh, 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 you're, not, you're not high on the totem pole anymore, right? 
you got to be more than just a gay white dude. You got to be more than just a gay black dude. No, no, you have to be LGBTQ or STUEWXYZ hyphen hyphen apostrophe McDLTOPP. You got to be all that stuff. Then you are the super oppressed, the highest. You're the you're the highest level being on the oppression totem pole. Okay, so you have younger people who are impressionable. Now, all these young people are coming out saying, oh, yes, I'm so gay. Gen Z, or people born between 97 and 03, 20% of the people identified as, listen to this siege. 20% of Gen Z, these losers, identify as LGBTQ, RSP, UV, WXYZ, hyphen, hyphen, apostrophe, OPP, McDLT. They, They identify as this. For comparison, 2.6% of boomers identified as LGBTQ, WRSTUV, WXYZ, OPP, McDLT, hyphen, hyphen, born between 46 and 64. Responses that way. Millennials born between 81 and 96 in Gallup terms were the second largest group. And of course, the millennials, they're, they're just mm-hmm. fucking losers. Uh, 7.1%, right? Uh, um, something like that, right? Yeah. Most of the growth in the LGBTQ identification was among Gen Z and millennials. Oh, God. With the percentage of such people, you know, at least the good thing is they'll die off because these idiots are not going to get married and have kids. At least they'll be dead. Among older generations remaining stable over the years. For Gen Z, it doubled since 2017 when the... Folks, if you got kids that are born that fit the Gen Z or millennials... Please tell them not to date or marry any American kid that grows up in America. Tell them to look abroad. Tell them to find other, you know, men or women who are engineers and doctors who have the brain on their shoulder in their heads. They have a brain in their heads. And they have uh, a good head on their shoulders, right? Oh, look at this again. Here's that this fruit knob over here. Biden's uh, new latest hire for the yeah energy secretary. Go ahead, buddy. No, this. This is very interesting in terms of the the cultural aspect of it, and and I and I think we could probably dedicate an entire uh, playlist mm-hmm. specifically around around this discussion, and and because there's numerous experts out there that are that are looking looking at this and trying to understand, you know, what's taking place, you know, with this, and in, in, in regards to these numbers, and and these numbers are are, are fairly are, are pretty darn significant in terms of the increase. And um, I don't want to say that it's all necessarily falls back to a uh, mental health issue uh, that we're uh, faced with in this country, but that does play a significant role in terms of of why these numbers are transitioning. You know, our our youth uh, are are and 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 the whole COVID thing is going to make it that even even that much worse. And what I mean by that is that we literally have silenced very young kids. For, for the last two to three years in terms of, of self-identity, in terms of, of confidence, in terms of a, a lot of the things away from, from athletics, a lot of the things to bring uh, a lot of confidence into that, that individual. So it's a compounded issue between psychological and, and also mental health. And then also you factor in the, the amount of social pressure that our kids are facing. And that's something that we haven't seen. It's never been documented in years. And people are finally starting to understand the psychological impact of, of our kids being on some of these social media platforms, whether it's Instagram and, and Facebook. And people are really struggling to find their own identity as themselves as an individual and, and, and tr- making every attempt to be different and the social acceptance that's there. So it's a, it's a pretty darn deep, deep topic. I'm not an expert. I hope some of our listeners you know, agree with, with what I'm saying, but it's this, 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 this to me is, 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 is much more challenging. And how do we, how do we get in front of it? How do we get ahead of it? And, and, you know, number one is that, you know, we, we, we have to continue to respect people as individuals as, as who they are. However, uh, your, your thoughts on how you are as an individual don't necessarily need to direct and impact my family and any type of indoctrination of what your thoughts are. That's, you know, that, I think that's a given. And then number two is that is that understanding V that uh, we can't allow ourselves to fall back into these 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 traps that are taking place and getting long term to understand that we need to put 
better, it, it, whether you're homeschooling or you're looking at the public education sector, you know, you have to start putting some things back into place and into, into that system there, whether it's, hey, you know what, a, a, you know, a half an hour, an hour a day, everyone is, is doing something athletically inclined, physical education, maybe, maybe they're doing uh, karate, jiu-jitsu training, something to really help that mental health aspect of it. Uh, but this is where we've arrived. We, 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 we have to understand this. The cultural battle is very real. Uh, and what it's transitioning from is not only the battle of, of, of uh, acceptance of whether it's LGBTQ, whatever the definition, but now they're taking it a step forward, V, which I think we talked a little bit about, about this today on our tech stream. And, and that's the increase uh, war, war on words, like the words like freedom and, and liberty. They're trying to trying to take the battle into to the use of words. And, and we, we just have to fight back against that and, and really fight hard, V, because... This is so important from a cultural aspect and getting people to understand that there is a war that's going on. There is a legitimate war on straight females, straight males, that they're trying to transition us into the, the minority. And we have to push back against that in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that gets people to understand that, you know, it's, it's okay to, 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 if there's people that feel differently, that's on you, but don't try to indoctrinate myself or my kids into this, this belief around this, this utopia that you're, you're identifying, which is a very false narrative. 100%, brother. 100%. And this is why it's like we need to win back the culture. These people, see, the, the thing is this. These people could live and, and thrive in our worldview. No problem. They'll be safe in our worldview. But their lifestyle will not be shoved down everybody's throat as normal and healthy. Yep. And there's nothing normal and healthy about it. You know, I wrote a, a, an article many, 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 many years ago. I think back in 2009, I believe it was. And uh, I broke down from a medical, um, physiological, and epidemiological uh, viewpoint of what this lifestyle does. And, you know, it's really not a lifestyle. This is a death style. The level of suicide is extremely high. The level of disease is extremely high. They are 10 times more likely to be killed in the most heinous, brutal of ways by a jilted lover than by somebody who's anti-LGBTQ. That's just the facts on the ground. And the data that I garnered were from cities from like San Francisco and in the Netherlands and in, you know, and in Amsterdam and in places where that have been LGBTQ friendly for decades, for decades with no oppression, this, that, and the other. Some of these countries had, you know, had legal gay marriages way before the U.S. even legalized it, right? So the juxtapose what I'm saying is that this, this needs to go back to where it belongs, which is inside the bedroom. This is the stupidest thing in the world. Well, real quick, and I'll, I'll get personal here, and I, and I feel comfortable uh, doing it just for uh, our audience perspective of understanding uh, but I, I continue on, on the background. I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I continue to do a lot of, of, of work within the autism uh, community. Uh, my, my oldest son uh, was clinically diagnosed at, at a young age of, of three years of age. And uh, where he has grown has just been remarkable. But this isn't necessarily about my, myself and my family. But within that community, I do a lot of advocacy where within the autism community and you look at the spike of that V, what is it now? One in 10, one in 15, whatever it is. And it's diagnosis. It's just because of this, but what we see within our community is it as the, uh, as kids with autism uh, mature that we, what we're seeing is, is it, 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 it transitions from not only just in terms of, of services that are needed in regards to speech, vocabulary, uh, if you believe in ABA therapy, all that kind of good stuff, but eventually V, it becomes a mental health issue. It, it becomes a mental health issue. And that's what we're facing is that as these kids mature, it becomes a mental health issue where they really start to struggle with their social skills, their social identity, and they begin to question who they are as an individual. And we've seen a, a mass, not a massive, that's not fair to say, but we've seen quite a bit of activity within our community where we begin to see these people questioning their own gender. Um, because, because again, it's, 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 it's weird. It's a strange thing. There's not, it's not an easy answer, especially where, where you're dealing with a huge community like that, that has 
significant amount of, 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 of disability. So it's, um, you know, I'm personally tied to it. I'm, 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 I'm working. We, uh, I, I've worked with, uh, Dr. Terry Krakovich, um, who I've gotten to know the last eight or nine years. And we, um, she's, she's built out a, a terrific platform that we're, we're working on. It's called achieve quality of life. And we have probably about 20 or 25, uh, providers that are on this network. And we're, we're working with some ideas, working on some solutions. It's going to be mostly web-based. Um, so, uh, you know, still passionate around this and the understanding of it. Uh, but there's, there's many factors that play into this. And, and, I, and I would love to dedicate some, some time, some content into what we're doing here with Rogue to get, um, you know, experts, clinical uh, practitioners who have researched this, who have discussed it and understand these challenges so that, that, that we as a community get a better understanding of it so that when we talk to others around those challenges, we can, we can kind of help and, and correct, not necessarily correct, that's not the fair word, but understand why this is happening and, and be educated about, about it as well, V. Absolutely. Very well said. And that brings us to the end of the broadcast. Folks, thank you all for listening in, and we'll be back tomorrow with <clears throat> Velas. He's got a special report coming out tomorrow. You want to be glued for in for that. Uh, so make sure you, that you are uh, tuned in tomorrow. And then I think we have Harley as well. So keep it locked right here. Two Rogue News in exile on Twitch as well as DLive and Facebook. <laughs> for now. Again, our glorious return from exile March 28th. And we're going to have a different strategy, folks. We're going to have a completely different strategy on YouTube. So... We need to get everybody that's been following us on YouTube over to our various other pl platforms. So with that being said, we're over and out. Enjoy your days. <laughs>